the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Isn't it bizarre that today someone who says men are men, women are women, boys are boys, girls are girls, and stands up for that is considered either a homophobe, bigot, or considered a hero. Not just someone speaking the truth in common sense. Well, that's where Riley Gaines finds herself. A medal-winning swimmer, a 12-time All-American, five-time SEC champion in swimming. Well, she is speaking out forcefully against transgender athletes participating in a sport other than their birth sex, their birth gender. And uh, on one hand, she is being called a hero. She is being called courageous. On the other hand, she is being vilified and demonized because they say she's discriminating, she's a hate monger, etc., etc., etc. Well, she's not backing down, and she is giving great insight and evidence to the argument. Uh, and I'm going to get into kind of a, a sensitive area, but I don't think I'm crossing any kind of line. Uh Women's sports advocate Riley Gaines is calling on the NCAA to establish separate locker rooms for transgender athletes competing in female sports. She said that she and her teammates were forced to undress in front of University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas after a meet last year. Now, you know who Leah Thomas is, the man pretending to be a woman who was going nowhere as a male swimmer, uh, transitioned over to female and began breaking records and winning meet after meet after meet and destroying the other women in competition. Why? An advantage. Um, In an interview yesterday, The 12-time All-American, five-times SEC champion urged the National College Athletic Association to make separate locker rooms for transgender athletes. And then she recounted her own discomfort when she was forced to use the same locker room as Leah Thomas. 
She said this, quote, We were not forewarned beforehand that we would be sharing a locker room with Leah. We did not give our consent. They did not ask for our consent. But in that locker room, we turn around, and there is a six-foot-four-inch biological male dropping his pants and watching us undressed, and we were exposed to his male genitalia. what she said. Quote, Thomas had started the process of hormone replacement therapy, but had not undergone surgery. So Leah Thomas, the man pretending to be a woman, was still anatomically a male. She went on. That, to me, was worse than the competition piece. In other words, being beaten by a male. That, to me, was worse than the competition piece. Not even probably a year, two years ago, this would have been considered some form of sexual assault and or voyeurism. But now, not only are they allowing it to happen, It's almost as if these large organizations are encouraging it to happen. And you know what? She is absolutely correct. Just two or three years ago, if a man walked into a women's locker room or a women's shower, whether it's at a college or at a YMCA or a health club or whatever, and just stripped down naked in front of the other women, they would be arrested. Indecent exposure, sexual assault, voyeurism, and many other charges could be filed against that individual just two or three years ago. The exact same situation. Now, the NCAA condemns the girls who are complaining about it and makes a hero out of the man who is pretending to be a woman and undressing in front of, of in front not of other women, in front of women. Uh, she is demanding that the NCAA make changes. Um, good for her. And it's taking a great deal of courage because she is receiving enormous pushback. Uh, She went on to say, of course, after NCAA championships, the NCAA then nominated Thomas for NCAA Woman of the Year. So they are celebrating this movement. This is not something that happened by chance on a one-off basis. They are encouraging biological men to compete in women's sports. In the interview, Riley Gaines also faulted the White House for promoting gender ideology propaganda, accusing the administration of pushing for more female-identifying men to compete in women's sports across the country. Again, quoting Riley Gaines, Honestly, 
You have all these people all the time tell me how courageous it is to speak to this and how brave I am, but truthfully, does it make someone brave just to acknowledge women deserve equal opportunities? That's how far we have come as a society and within our culture. I didn't know this. Uh, She graduated. She competed at the University of Kentucky and was a standout uh, swimmer. But after she graduated from the University of Kentucky, she was planning on going to graduate school so that she could become a dentist. That was her goal, her dream. That's what she wanted to do with her life. But after what she experienced... In swimming, the discrimination, the sexual assault, she has put those plans on hold so that she can become an advocate for female athletes, quote, who are otherwise afraid to speak out. She feels she must become their voice. Uh, She said, people are terrified, especially speaking from my experience of talking to other NCAA swimmers, Leah Thomas's teammates even. They are told that their school has made their stance for them. They are told that if they feel uncomfortable seeing male genitals in the locker room, they should seek counseling. They're told they will never get into grad school if they speak out. All of these terrible, awful things are not true. They are told, of course, that they will be called a bigot, hateful, transphobic. But it doesn't make you any of those things to acknowledge that there are two sexes. You cannot change your sex, and women deserve opportunities. So says Riley Gaines. Good for her, and may her tribe increase. If more female athletes would begin taking this stance and refusing to compete against biological males, we might see some progress. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. We, uh, we hear quite a bit about white supremacy, um, and we certainly should be aware of white supremacy where it is. Uh, it should be exposed. It should be condemned in no uncertain terms. However, there are many, and I mean many people, who believe that if you are a conservative white Republican, you automatically are a white supremacist. Because all white conservative Republicans are white supremacists. Well, obviously, that's not true. I mean, it is grossly, grossly untrue. I'll be honest with you, I have known some white supremacists in the past, 
But I'm I'm just I'm sitting here and I'm honestly trying to think. I can't think of one person that I know who would be considered a white supremacist. Now part of that would be if they were white supremacists, they wouldn't be comfortable around me and I would not be comfortable around them. And maybe that's why I don't know of any right now. I mean, maybe you know, then maybe that's the case. Uh, but I, I don't know of any. I know they exist. I just don't know of any. And that's a good thing. Because white supremacy has been almost universally condemned not only by black folks, but by white folks as well. And that's a good thing. We've got to do the same with black supremacists who assume that if you're white, you're a racist. If you're white, you're the enemy. We need to speak out just as forcefully against the black racists as we would the white racists. And that's why this story is so troubling, because this woman is clearly a racist, and she is a professor at California State University. Yep, the uh, taxpayers of California are paying her salary. Her name is Melina Abdullah, 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 She is professor of Pan-African Studies at California State University. Now, um, I encourage you—I don't have time to get into it today. I have done it in the past on several occasions. But I would encourage you to do a little study in what Pan-Africanism is. It is a first cousin of black nationalism and are both incredibly dangerous. Uh, If you look into the origins of Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa's origins are literally bathed in racism. And if you don't believe me, check it out. It's pretty easy to do a little research on the uh, origins of Kwanzaa. That's why every year for years, I didn't do it this last December But for years, every year, I had Kwanzaa Day. And I went through the documented origins of Kwanzaa, how it began, who began it, what it stands for. And it is blatantly racist and wants the violent overthrow of the United States of America so that there can be a black-only nation established on American soil. You say, Bob, come on. I'll check it out. And again, for years, every December, just before Kwanzaa, I read lengthy documentation for that. Well, she is the professor of Pan-African Studies at California State University. And uh, she said, quote, among many other things, when we feed capitalism, we feed racism. She says, white capitalism feeds itself through the exploitation of Africa and black people. 
She went on. So this world is intentionally and deliberately created in this, right? So every system that we live under, it's not like we stumbled into these systems that put black people at the bottom of every single social, political, and economic measure. These are designed intentionally to produce these outcomes. And so it's important that as we think about these systems, and what's she talking about? Capitalism, the American economy. When we think about these systems and the ways in which these systems seize upon us, prey upon us, exploit us, that we not submit to those systems. The only way we preserve our sanity and humanity is by resisting those systems and becoming abolitionist in our approach. Now, of course, the abolition movement was to do completely away with slavery. Well, she's talking about a different abolitionist movement. The American way of life, the American economy, capitalism, and even the stock market. She added that she believed the stock market is racist. Oh, and then she immediately said, I don't know anything about the stock market. Now, here's what she said. Let me quote. So, I don't know anything about the stock market. I do know that it has to be racist because actually enslaved people were brought to Wall Street, that the original trade was used for Wall Street was the trading of African people as a slave property. Now, there's very, very little truth to that. But even if there was some truth to it, that makes the stock market today racist. The left wants to divide us. When we come back, we'll visit with Martha Bolton. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 